Espresso Boys Podcast, a podcast about nothing where we talk about everything. I am your bad boy, Espresso Boy, Brandon Thomas, Dive, and Holly. And I am your cute boy, Espresso Boy, Caleb Tegler. This week, we have a couple topics and a fun, 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 fun guest. Topic number one, analog in a digital age. Topic number two, minimalism. Business. First things first, we want to thank Mama Lolo and Heather Estevez for being a $10 and above Patreon patron. This episode is brought to you by them, uh, which brings us to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash the Espresso Boys. Thank you guys so much for those of you who do contribute to the Patreon page. You guys are amazing, and we literally would not want to do this without you. Let me just say that. Is that true? Uh, No, actually, it's super not true because we've done how many episodes now? 40-something? This is our forty second episode. Yeah. So uh that's not true, but nonetheless, we're very grateful for you and you keep us motivated to do some great and amazing things. Um so if you have any uh curiosity as to what our Patreon page looks like, go to check it out. www.patreon.com forward slash the Express Boys. And again, I said this last week, I'll say it again this week. You give a little something to us, we give a little something back to you. Okay, to go and check out those tiers because every tier is going to offer something a little different, a little unique, something to give back in return. So go see what makes sense for you. Uh, I'll have everything from $2 to $15,000. So there's a wide range uh, worth looking at. Whatever works for your budget. We're going to release some exclusive content to our Patreon patrons on that page. Um, Now that Caleb and I are living in separate cities, Mm -hmm. we're recording our episodes by way of video and I think what I want to do is post video content onto um, the Patreon page so Perfect. you can get a, a whole other world of it. So anyways, good stuff on there. Go check it out. Go check us out on our Instagram and Twitter at The Expresso Boys. We are currently doing a giveaway of uh, if you go back a few episodes we talked about Brandon's dad saved a cat. His dad is now writing a book, a children's book. It's a children's book. So we are going to be giving away Two of those. Two of those. It's called A Sticky Situation, starring Sticky the Cat. I'm not going to lie. God bless him. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No, it is pretty cool. It's famous. a legit book. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to actually like see that the hard copy of it. The artist that has done it, super cool guy. And he is legit with how he's been like... Um, I mean, creating the content and all that. Uh, so it's pretty rad. And not, I mean, I guess there's an extra little like excitement to it because he is my dad. But nonetheless, solid book, good moral lessons to be had. So anyways, uh, next look. Monday, we're going to go be handing those out. Yeah. So check out all the information will be on our Instagram. So go look there. Thank you very much. This week, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Anthony Onisco. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where do you go to school? What do you do? All right. I am a young, ripe, fresh 18 years old. Nice. Ah, That's what they want. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we wanted so bad. Listen, listeners, we've been recording for like 35 minutes and we've just now got to this point. So 
That's all we wanted from you, Anthony. Yes. All but right. continue. I will continue. Where do you go to school? I go to school at the lovely California State University of Sacramento. Home of Henry the Hornet. Herky, but you're so close. Ooh, you're real you're close. so close. Um, I now manage the cafe at the church. What church? The Father's House. In Vacaville? In Vacaville. California? California. Lucky guess. You also own a business, Anthony. That is true. What's your business? My business is Vex Coffee. It's a small little catering gig I got just on the side for whenever I kind of have time or people reach out about doing events. Um, So, yeah. How do people contact you or look you up? Usually through Instagram. That's the best way. Um, It's at Vex Coffee on Instagram. V-E-X. V-E-X. What does Vex mean? Vex is kind of a, has two meanings to it. It's a shortening of the Latin word vexillum, which is, uh, means banner. And that comes from Jehovah Nissi. So like the Lord is my banner. Nice. And then Vex as a word itself also kind of means to be like transfixed or kind of spellbound or frustrated. Oh. And like I'm vexed to make the best cup of coffee. Nice. So, yeah. Actually, I didn't. I knew the first part. Didn't know that second part. Yeah. That's real cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you're also bottling your own cold brew. Yeah, that's just a fun little thing I started doing in the summer because a lot of people, when I started, wanted to be able to support, but not everyone is able to like just have an event and sure. come pay me. So I figured cold brew would be an easy way, and it was hot, and most people enjoy cold brew, and so yeah, that's I kind of started doing yeah. that. And and if you're one of our listeners, actually, if you buy cold brew from Anthony, we have a special deal. Um, he'll give you cold brew for money so if you're a listener that's just for you that's so only for you him. that's yeah. the deal you should be, consider yourself very use fortunate. promo yeah. code expresso at checkout how long have you been like how long has vex been a company how long you've been working on this since for? june it like officially became a business uh like a recognized business june of this year so june of 2018 what are some like challenges you faced um some challenges i faced in the start um, obviously just figuring out like what I wanted to create the identity of it as and in conversations I've had with people about it when like asking what it is, what does it mean? What are you trying to do? Um, obviously I'm in school, I have a job, so I'm pretty occupied, so I can't devote all my time or as much time as I may like to. So it kind of is just an outlet for me to kind of find self-expression in cool. coffee outside of what I already do in the industry. So that's been a cool thing. And Someone was trying to like convince me that it's a lifestyle brand, but I don't really like the idea of a lifestyle brand. Where it's um, like lifestyle brand meaning like you just do a little bit of everything. Kind yeah, of and like that's kind of what we're doing right now. But I just find I think there could be a better word than lifestyle. Like I feel like that's just a very marketing yeah. buzzed kind of term. But I do think it gives people something to kind of identify with, in a sense. So it could be considered a lifestyle brand like i have a t-shirt on right now we don't really sell any of those because you boys know t-shirts are expensive they cost money money a large i think um there's like some stuff because working with mast for as long as i did they like there's like a weird line that you have to draw where you have to figure out like Okay, am I gonna like because you putting your putting your name or your company's name on onto something Mm -hmm is only going to be beneficial because it's just marketing, right? But you have to find that line where you're like, okay, am I going to put my name on everything? Or am I going to be a Tom Haberford 
with <laughs> Entertainment 720 yeah. mm-hmm. and like put my name on pillowcases. Like, does that make sense? Kind of thing. So it's a weird, it's a weird line. But at the same time, you it's you also look like, well, shoot, if I did put my name on a pillowcase, I bet you someone would buy that, and that would be a perfect opportunity for me to see masked on a, like yeah. someone else to see masked. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'd like a pair of Vex pajamas. Pajamas, please. One Ooh, Z. That would one be, Z. Honestly, nobody's doing that. That's a good. No one's doing these nowadays. Espresso boys pajamas. Oh, we'll talk later about that. Okay. I'm okay. gonna cut that out because that's a good idea. <laughs> cut it. People wear go people like wear subscribe onesies. comment if you want uh, Expresso Boy pajamas. People wear onesies ironically and they love it. So yeah, we would Gotta be able to sell one of those. We would be able to sell one of those, no problem. Wait, they do it for irony. Most well, people say it would be they like the uh, um, what's that movie with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? The good Daddy's, guys. Daddy's home. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> gee, baby. Oh, gee. Like oh, back. Oh, oh, oh. The good yeah, guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Or the yeah. No. The, is that, that was that. Well, no, that was the, the other guys. guys. Thank you, Samantha. First Lady Expresso Boy. Lady. Um, the other guys. Danny. That's when like he goes into that room, mm-hmm. that ballet room, and he like dances super good. And yeah. he, <laughs> he's like, I learned to dance, dance like that to make fun of the guys in my neighborhood. You learn <laughs> to dance like that, ironically. <laughs> that's, Dude, that tuna that's what scene, we're gonna do. That tuna scene in that movie. That's so legendary. Funny. There's Love none it. like it. Yeah. And then anything past that is just like you're we all know what you're trying to do. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for joining us, Anthony. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's gonna long be a good time. time coming. It's been a long time coming. Now little He's been in an episode before. Oh yeah, I want this you people Easter to know egg. Easter egg. Lots of Easter eggs with this guy. Uh you can go and check out some of our previous episodes, one specifically where we're live. Um and our boy is just washing them dishes in the in background. The back. <laughs> He's just they did it where we work, so scrubbing and a dubbing, and he is getting them things squeaky clean. So this is not necessarily his first appearance on the Expressible Boys podcast, but it is his first official Expressible podcast. And like we uh, do it's with my all first of our guests, audible, ex- yeah, or for <laughs> audible, no, we can hear the water. In the <laughs> That's true. The and like we do with it. all of our guests on the Expressible podcast, we like to dub them with a particular title um, before we started uh, recording. We sort of agreed that the mm-hmm. most appropriate and the best for kind example, of title. What he means is we give our guests an, a special expressive boy's name. For instance, Dylan Baker is the paper boy. The paper boy. Caden Brown is the baby boy. Braden White is the water boy. Samantha is the first lady boy. First lady expresso boy. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Anthony is drum roll. Good boy expresso boy. That's me. And, you know, we feel like that's a good, a good fit. Because he's a good boy. Good, good boy. boy. He's the our goodest. good boy. And uh, we hope you approve and love oh, it. I approve. I thought of it. So, yes, I approve. I wanted him to go. be the saltine boy, but uh, that might like not that be one. a bad idea. We're going to keep that one in our back pocket yeah. for someone special. So some crusty guest we get. All these topics today are brought to you by Anthony. Mm. We said, you're the guest, you do the work. Yes. That's um, kind of the thing with the Espresso Boys. We want to make sure that you're not get. This isn't just some free ride. Oh, you know more importantly, I mean? we just don't want to do the work. That is most important. Uh, but second to that, you're not just getting on this thing for nothing. You know, we have literally tens of listeners every week. Okay, we're not gonna let you. Promote I'd say your dozens. Business. Excuse me, <laughs> our statistics must have changed. <laughs> so before we really dive into the heart of this, uh, this episode here, I thought it would be a great idea for us to, since we're all in the industry. We all drink that good, good coffee, and we are all the espresso boys. 
I feel like it'd be appropriate for us to talk about some of our best and worst experiences inside of this coffee industry that we know and love so well. Um, guest, like, give us your, give us your, do you have a, do you have a best? Do I have for a best? Us? Ooh, baby, you know I have a best. What's your best experience? Um, not a cop out, but I think probably working with you three boys was probably the most fun experience. That was a good one. That was a good time. That was a fun, fun time. Fun, fun we times. worked together for oh, uh, two, two, years. two years. About two years, yeah. yeah. That was a good time. Weekend, we're we're weekend warriors. Weekend Just warriors. Saturdays baby. and Sundays, pulling through. Crushed the rush. Crushed the rush. That was wild, man. I mean, looking at what we did over the span. Okay, so let's break this down. We had. Uh, Saturday night service, one Saturday night service, and two Sunday services, right? So we had, um, in between those, realistically, we're really selling coffee for or coffee and pastries, whatever, for about thirty minutes beforehand, right? I'd like say more that's like forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah, Thirty, forty-five. Okay, so like Saturday, for example, so like about forty-five before we're pretty much done. Yeah, we're selling, yeah. we're making those sales, and then in between, so Sunday morning first transaction happens our service starts at nine o'clock so first transaction happens around when like, like eight ten eight fifteen eight twenty around there eight, eight, yeah but then it goes a little bit after nine so okay so yeah 15 so 15 minutes into service probably how long do you think an hour so like it's about an hour yeah per an service. hour and per service so yeah. two hours and 45 minutes sure and we're pulling through 1500 bucks yeah yeah on it, average about. we average just a below 300 tickets each do that's that's wild to me. Like yeah. knowing if, if you guys have ever worked in any of the coffee industries or anything like that. So, uh, two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes, right? Is that the idea? Yeah. So we're doing quick math, quick math. Dun, dun, no calculators. Brandon's on his calculator. Oh my goodness. Brandon. <laughs> No pressure. And we'll be right back. $9 a minute. $9 a minute. $545 an hour mm. in sales. Yeah. That's and we average like probably about $5 per sale. Yeah, our average ticket price is like 525. And we there was it was that was oh, an experience, it. bro, cuz we like powered through those yeah. lines cuz we have we go through the the Saturday night was I think not the most tame, but like you don't have that rush where Sunday the nine o'clock service gets out and the, yeah. the eleven o'clock service is coming. So you have that in between where you just get destroyed. But dude, yeah, that was good. That was, yeah, that was and not only time. just like the just working bar and stuff together and working in the cafe, but just having the opportunity that we all had to like get to build something because that place, yeah, it's yeah. still growing, but it was just always continuously growing and changing and. Something new, yeah. That with you guys was always fun. Nice, good laughs in that kitchen. Good times, dude. We had the wall of the little pole Polaroid. of Polaroids. That was fun. Rest in peace. Got some stories from that place. Brendan, what was your best experience? Best experience. So what I can always go back to when I when I think of like coffee, this industry or whatever, is it wasn't even a personal one necessarily, but there was this guy working at Four Barrel Coffee. May it rest in peace because it's no longer the same after their whole like yeah. you know yeah. the sexual assault charges, if you will. Yeah, let's get to it. Where they turned into Tide Coffee for all of three days, and then they went back to Four Barrel Coffee. Yeah. I like their new branding. Is it different? It's, I haven't. I don't say I paid attention to yeah. them. 
they still serving four barrel at the mill, right? In SF, okay, so it's yeah. good. So I was at their uh, their roastery getting coffee one time years ago now, and there was this one dude. He was working behind bar, and he like the best way to describe it was he just looked like he was dancing. Like he was just making drinks. Magic. They were busy. They were slammed. They were working hard, but he was just in a groove, Carefree. just groove, like in this perfect groove of making coffee right at the right time. Like sh- I-, I can just tell shots were pulling at the right time. Everything was just in that nice rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if I ever get to a place where I can be in that, in that mode when it's just busy, but I'm in that groove, that's the dream. Chilling. Just chilling, having a good time, and so that's like whenever I go back and think of like what's the what's like the the best thing I can think of as far as working in coffee goes to, he's the example that I want, and and like I kid you not, I was this was when I was working at Bloom, that was like my that's forever and always my go to of like getting to that if you get into that rhythm, unstoppable. So that's like what made me think in my head. If I like, if he can do this in third wave coffee, specialty coffee, like always high tensions, I'm like, this is going to be a good industry to be in. Yeah. Caleb, what do you got? Um, I think my my favorite thing about being in coffee is um, all the funny videos we would make yeah. while we were working. Those I, are I love good. looking through my Snapchat stories and just seeing what we made. A lot of good stuff. I like the one of my f- personal favorites you can find it on the Express Boys Instagram page is the Smooth Operator. Mm. Smooth Operator. That's a good one. Yeah, dude, that was a really good one. I think the one we made, the little bit we did with, with the, da- the, the dancing. dancing one, the dancing that was with probably Jaren. like that was pretty. Yeah, like, that one was very good. Yeah. What was the, Under the what pole? was the song that we did? It was the one from Hot Rod. Oh, that's right. Yeah, dude, that was the so good. Hearts. Which one? Um, How, oh no, from. It starts like this, like the jazz. Or not Just the jazz, like, like the saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did is did you save that under your story, like under your? Uh, like I think thing? so. Okay, we can post it on the, our Instagram. Yeah, we'll we'll. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna post this onto our Instagram, so you'll be able to see. It. We'll have a little story timeline of it. Yeah. Yes. It's pure. Brandon gold. on the camera. Me, Caleb, and our other espresso boy, Jaron Flower, just with the moves. Yeah, oh. making oh. it happen. Beautiful. And then the last one we did. Which I think was like really the last videos we made yeah. was the magic ones. That was a fun. Those, those were good. Those were good. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have we'll all, these, all these. Yeah, on yeah. these express. So you, listen, viewers, we care about you. We love you. Mm. We're not gonna let you go unknown here. Go to the Express Boys Patreon. Uh, <laughs> audio podcast question mark. Audio Instagram <laughs> exclamation point. Is that a meme template? Yeah, it's a meme template. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, what's some like the worst experience you've had in the industry? I want to go last. You want to go yeah. last? Oh. His, do you got a, do you got a worst one? The worst for me, um, overall, I think it's just like a blessing and just such a fun industry to be a part of. So there's not a lot of like worst moments. I think one of the hardest and probably like most stressing and like challenging ones was probably I think it was this year's conference or maybe last year's encounter conference or yes Christmas. that that tops it. Last year when we did seven uh, services for Christmas, that was just very, very Those stressful. Those are wild. Three days in a row. Um, yeah. And then like when I got started in coffee and stuff, I was brewing coffee at the old building. Oh, like, yeah. On that old Fetco, just Ugh. in a room by myself. And not necessarily the worst, but that was just a fun time for me to learn. And just working in my first coffee job was probably 
probably the the worst of times. Uh, but it was a great opportunity, yeah. and it's what's been a launch pad for me to get where I'm at now. So I'm grateful for that. But not the best experience. I think uh, my worst coffee experience was well. Okay, hindsight. I can look at this hindsight now. So my worst coffee experience was I was working for um, this company that shall go unnamed, but we had a truck. Yes, we worked there together, Brandon. And <laughs> I'm never going to name this company, um, but we worked on this coffee truck. Hindsight now, I can look back on it and be like, "What a I that was like amazing." I can look back on it now and be like, "Such great experience." But my God, <laughs> had I never. It was insane, dude. It was insane. I was working on this truck in this city um, where I was like part owner, essentially, part plum- part-time plumber, part-time electrician. And I had to fix all these different problems that popped up and like there's so much responsibility and it was fine. Like I enjoyed the, enjoyed that. But, uh, I won't go too far into it, but let me tell you that there's, I'll, I'll, I'll say all of this, all of those little, little stuff I just said, we'll tie into this point and I won't pinpoint any, any person or company. No, just no. at me next time, Brandon. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Wait, do we, I would say, Oh, go ahead. When the truck was kind of dissolved, did yeah. we ever work together? I think we did yeah, for we a did. few, like a few weeks, like a, probably a month yeah. or so. Not, not too long, but yeah, a little bit because at that point I had, yeah, the worst for me. <laughs> it was it was something. But I'll say this. The the challenge of the, the specialty coffee industry is that it is a passion industry. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy to yeah. take advantage of people in this industry because it's a passion industry. And when you're just passionate about doing what you like doing what you're doing, it's like I it, you can get into this weird headspace where you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, I, they said I was going to be able to do that, but I'm not doing that right now, but it's okay. Cause I will, because I want to, yeah. or like, Oh, they said I'm going to get paid this much, but that's okay right now because I'm not getting paid that much right now, but that's okay. I'll get there eventually. Cause I really love what I'm doing, all that kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a weird sort of like, that's the biggest challenge. I think the biggest negative is in the industry is it's a passion industry. So you get, you there's opportunity to get taken advantage of, mm-hmm. um, which has happened and it's unfortunate, but you know, the uh that's kind of the way it goes sometimes you caleb what was your worst um it was one shift at the at the cafe um oh i think it i don't know if i think it was some special thing going on so it was like a lot more people there than usual it was crazy busy we were backed up and it was easter was it i don't remember it was me and maya on bar nice i know this and i was stressing a little bit and I went, some kid got a kid's hot chocolate. Yeah. So I was like, easy, got it. Put the chocolate syrup in, steam the milk, kid's temp, thankfully. Yeah. But I went to set it on the counter and I slipped and spilled it on the kid. Oh. And <laughs> you got to keep going with okay. that story. I that's have nightmares. A, there's more to that story. I have nightmares of that kid scream. <laughs> oh, he was screaming. No, he, he screamed. started screaming. The mom oh. <laughs> His mother <laughs> the mom ripped, ripped his the shirt, shirt off. off. And he's just red, 
just not red. Hey, what did no, he you was do with not red. Child. He was red. And Thankfully, all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Get him new clothes. Get him a oh new shirt." So they went and ran and got him like a kid's uh, volunteer shirt, and he was just like screaming. It was traumatic. This it was, was a what service? Uh, Easter service? A, no, something? it was a Sunday morning service. Oh, it was just a classic Sunday. I think there yeah. was something. There else. may have been some event or but, something, but yeah, yeah, that was definitely I, the I worst. And then too. having to like deal with that, yeah, and then still make drinks. Wait, how did you? Thankfully, the okay. Uh, shout out to Jude Fuquay. He was there. Nice. Okay. So he like I we th- grabbed some towels, we cleaned it up, and then he went and got the the kid's shirt. Oh, okay. Um, thankfully, the mom was very gracious. That's and good. She knew it was an accident, and the kid was fine. Um, There's plenty of opportunity. He loved getting that shirt. No kid. He did. No kids were harmed too bad in the making of this podcast, but um, having to like get back on bar and back on track was terrible after oh that. my <laughs> god yeah you don't just bounce back from that yeah. like nothing happened that was a rough one yikes <laughs> i just remember afterwards we closed because i tried to close the line pretty quick after that because the like the line was kind of fading yeah. and that just happened um i just remember you and maya just sitting on the ground and just being like oh <laughs> my god i said i looked at maya and i said i burned a kid <laughs> i burned a child <laughs> and then sometimes i'll be like remember that time i burned that kid <laughs> Jeez, dude. I don't want to talk about well, it. Well, this industry is a fun one. There's never a dull moment. Very true. Would you all agree? Let's agree. agree. Um, now, let's jump into our first topic. We're going to be talking about analog culture yes. in a digital age. Yeah. Um, can you explain? So, Anthony gave us this topic. Can you explain a little bit of what you meant behind it? Yeah. So, I just feel like it's an interesting thing to talk about because I see it happening more commonly um today but we do live in a very like progressive tech based world where everything's online everything's on the internet shout out um, to elon musk yes the man spacex Tesla, friend of the podcast friend of the podcast friend of the show friend of the family mm-hmm. elon musk it's part of the what is his what's his what would his name be the smart boy express smart boy, boy. Sorry, genius boy. Until he actually gets on the episode, which will be next week. Yeah. Yes. Um, But we live in just a very advanced society, very advanced world. But I see a lot. There's these resurgences of things such as vinyl records, film photography, and I think what makes this topic so interesting is that the why behind it. Like, why do people? We have everything at the tip of our fingers on our phones, on our laptops, but yet there's still something in us that we want to just have a connection with something in what we're doing. And it's kind of similar to like the experience of making coffee, whether it's at home or on bar, but just that interaction between you and what you're doing and what you're creating. Um, so, so that's kind of my approach to it. To me, I think the one of the main reasons people might do it is to have something physical mm-hmm. where now everything we have is on our phones. Everything's online. So like all of our music's on Spotify or iTunes. So you never have any of that, but to have a physical record collection or to have your like physical film, uh, what is it? Pictures or, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Or if you have like the Polaroid cameras too, those are in right now. Okay. Um, so to have something physical, I think is where it comes in. But to me, I, I don't like it. So <laughs> I'll let me, yeah, because I want to play like maybe maybe a little devil's advocate with this one. Go for it. Um. So okay, I I would understand vinyl a little bit more mm-hmm. than some of the other like um, you know, uh, digital to the more uh, well, 
analog type of thing. Yeah. Right? So I understand that a little bit more for sure. But it's like if you know, why not have CDs? Yeah, and that's is what's that, interesting. Like, where is the line? Like, yeah. What What is it about these certain things is that make people like, drawn to it? Is it because uh, I bet you wait more time, CDs will be cool to collect again. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Still okay, so it's new. just it's just literally like a time thing. Yeah, like, it's like retrograding. Like, how long does yeah. something have to be out before like, it becomes uh, in again? This band I like from Indian Lakes. They yeah, when they came out with their album, their two albums ago, they came out with a CD. They had a record, and then they had a tape deck. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's cassettes the are coming in back. I are like they too. doing that? Yeah, Tyler yeah. the Creator okay. on his latest album, he did a cassette. There was a a really cool thing, another coffee thing, Brandon's a mad. roaster mad. called Be Still Cody. They worked with a shop down in LA called Dayglow, and they did an exclusive set of cassettes that were mixtapes made by the roastery with like their different I th- copies. I think the reason why I get frustrated with this stuff, and maybe it's just because I'm in this weird weird stage in my life where I'm like that just is not practical yeah you it's know what not. I mean but I think you re- you recognize it like this doesn't make sense like so Caden Brown our good friend of the show friend of the show um, what's his cute boy cute, not uh, cute boy baby boy baby boy he is really into vinyls and he has like started to assemble his collection and yeah. I know he says for him like he's a very practical person as creative as he is he's very like straightforward yeah. and thinks um he he knows it's not practical. He knows it doesn't make sense to have this big setup with these speakers and keep the records clean and attend to it. But something in that process to him is somewhat maybe therapeutic okay. as well as like satisfying. Like okay, he yeah. puts the needle down and he knows there's no like he's getting the music and he he sees the music like he feels a difference or whatnot. But and he's an like he's a inc- beyond incredibly talented musician so yeah. like i again i can kind of see where that's like for a musician i can't really hold a candle to what their reasoning would be behind why they would want a vinyl right yeah. like because for me i guess i would ask like where's the what is it that makes the vinyl appealing um or whatever because yeah a cassette tape in 2018 we aren't we aren't there yet i have a cassette tape you have a my car. Yeah, so I have... Oh, in your car? Yeah, because I have a, a tape deck, so I usually use like the aux cord tape deck. Right, okay, but yeah. But I have a Laney, two albums ago, they put out a cassette, Yeah. and it was like pretty cheap, and they sold it through the Urban Outfitters web store, so I just got it, so, and so if my phone isn't working or whatever, I just throw in the cassette. I, but like, if we, if we really... I don't think there's that many people now that have i know that there's a lot of people that have cassettes in their cars right? yeah yeah but like a portable but, like a walkman or yeah something. like that's the thought that's not gonna happen yeah like, that's no, not no. realistic so i can understand some of the charm behind vinyl even for someone like myself who's not a mus- musician I'm like i would i would own it would be cool to have like a, a vinyl collection because there's a lot of charm behind that yeah, right like exactly. there's a lot of like that kind of appeal um and then also not even just when it's at your house and you're putting the record on but the act of going to the store you're at the record shop you're looking through the catalog you're finding something you may have been looking for or something that just popped out to you and like maybe it's some old bb king record yeah. and you're like this is sick i can have this and go home and play it on my so is nice it just like setup. the fact that it's the age that's the the appeal like is it retro and that's the yeah because yeah, like, like film photography is really like in right now i feel like and i know film photography like on a professional level has never really went away. Like there's always been people right. shooting film and making like beautiful images with it, but in more of just like a regular environment, like 
tons of people are shooting film, whether it's disposable or point and shoot or like an actual like nice Minolta or something like that. Sure. Like it's just becoming more uh, of a thing. Um, when for me, I think I see collecting vinyls as more of like a. It makes sense if it's a vinyl from the time when that music came out. Yeah. But to buy a new one on Amazon seems a little oh, bit weird. Oh, okay, to me. yeah. It's kind of like, like Catch I have, 22. Yeah. I have a, a small small collection of like my dad's old ones from when he was growing up. So right. I have like um, Elton John. I have, he has a signed Kiss album. That's cool. Pretty sick. That's cool. Because he was in dope. a Kiss music video. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Your dad's wow. got free pizza. Nice Dang. That's um, cool. Yeah. So I have that. Did you see then, the tongue? Huh? Yeah, probably. Did he touch the tongue? Hopefully. I would hope You so. should ask him that. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast just yes, for that. Please. <laughs> um, so it makes sense to have one from that time. Like if you had like um, a Beatles record, like I don't know if they have like special, like because like, you could get, um, I don't know what's called, like a sample one. Uh-huh. They would come out with like sample records from uh, before they actually released the whole thing to the, a single. Everybody. No, 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 like a sample. <laughs> like it wasn't like a, it was like, like a rough EP, draft, like an EP. Kind no, 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 like, like a, a rough draft of the album. Oh, okay. So you can buy like rough drafts that are like super expensive, kind of. Okay. Um, so that makes sense. But to go out and buy a new record on Amazon seems a little bit weird. To sure. Me. Yeah. But then something that just came into my head, not even these things that are kind of just re-entering the mainstream, but even think about things like books. Like we, you can, why Pardon? buy a new book if you could just get the audio book? Right. Because there's something, the act of actually reading the pages, that's true. flipping the pages. I'm way, I'm that kind of, that, that there is but definitely we're on some the, we're on the there. line for that being the, the way that's of the past, true. which is really interesting. The things we still may think of common, give it five, 10 years, they're, yeah. It's going to be books will be out. like the, yeah. like I'm going to the bookstore and you're going to be the cool guy because you went to the bookstore. You know what's funny? Amazon, uh, they like took every bookstore in the whole world out of business and now they have Amazon bookstores. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? What about Barnes and Nobles? Except, Those are still around, right? I mean, a lot of them went out of business. Yeah. But you guys, still do some. you guys remember Borders? Yes, yeah. I loved Borders in Vacaville. That was that's, the place yeah, to go. Yeah, that's crazy. That's weird that we were around when uh, a time when like we can see Borders yeah and like movies and stuff like that and but like, that's oh, just that's so crazy that these things change and then become old but then they can become new so again. i th- i can kind of get my head wrapped around the idea of vinyl like for sure like i would like even myself i would love to have a nice cool vinyl collection of music and more so i kind of you know tapping into what you're saying caleb where i'm like i would if i would get records i would love for them to be old records like yeah. mm-hmm. they're old these original records you know made when the music was out that kind of thing um Here's the part I have trouble with mm-hmm. some of the digital or not digital, I guess. Yeah. Digital versus like film photography. I think my challenge with that is I just don't like seeing bad photographers. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Dude, don't let me get on this <laughs> one. You know don't let me get on yeah. this one. I'll go yeah. for a Here's while. Here's the thing. Me and Caleb both got ammunition for this. <laughs> there you go. Here's the thing. I think, yes, if you're actually like, I think it's too, all too easy for people to, put on that and not to say that everyone who does like just take you know film pictures are like immediately saying oh yes i'm a photographer respect me as one not to say that at all but i'm like if you're not a good photographer and you're not doing anything to make yourself a better photographer just stop just stop like there's no like i know that i have my the camera i have on my phone is bonkers dude yeah five years ago this camera that i have on my phone would like cost thousands of dollars yeah. in the store right 
However, I don't use it to the advantage because I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know, understand that stuff. You can tell the difference between a really good photographer and a really bad photographer. Um, That's kind of the art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Samantha and I have this friend Thomas who lives in LA, and we've taught we've told him not to name drop, but his name is Thomas. Nice. Um, he lives in LA. He's a photographer, and like I can actually say he's a photographer because when I scroll on my Instagram feed and I see his pictures. I'll actually stop and be like, oh, that was a good picture. And I'll be like, oh, that was Thomas. Like, cool. So like, mm-hmm. there's like legitimately a good picture. But then there's some people where I'm like, you're just not improving. Here's it doesn't yeah. seem like you're trying. It just seems yeah. like you're using Instagram as like your crutch just to like wait for validation from other people. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think a big thing is how people or if people edit their pictures. Yeah, because if you can't true. edit outside of an app, then you're not a photographer. And I'll so, say that, I'll say that one more time for the people in the back. Uh, <laughs> say it, boy. If you say it. Can't edit outside of a filter or an app. You're not a photographer. Do you guys get that? <laughs> all the, way, the people all the way in the back, <laughs> all the way deep. They were like outside um, the auditorium. You were yelling that for them. And if you don't do anything with photography outside of Instagram, get out of my life. Got him. You guys need me to say that one again for the people in the back. If you can't, if you don't do anything with photography outside of Instagram. Get out of my life. <laughs> what do you do? Like, what does that look like? So for yeah. those of you, for those people who are in the back back taking notes. In the way back. And they actually like just don't know, what, like what's a better outlet for them? What's a better Maybe. outlet for them to be taking pictures on? Like what's I don't think it's like? necessarily like a different need of an outlet. It's just a need for them to identify themselves differently. Like realistically, because of our phones and this amazing technology that we have, we're all quote-unquote photographers but what creates the difference obviously one are you actually professionally a photographer is that your title yeah like if you looked at your resume does it say i am a photographer if you look at portfolio is it going to be a bunch of pictures that are like booty yeah and also i think a picture is a picture i can take a picture of a trash can it's a picture that doesn't make me a photographer yeah what makes it you a photographer is that sense of are you actually also an artist okay like with the film thing like people have been shooting film for a long time and doing it well. Most of those people professional and some did it to like, be like, this is my thing. It's a standoff, a sign of maybe validation yeah. or like I can actually know how to manually set these things and right. whatnot. But with it becoming kind of just mainstream and everyone's using disposables again or yeah. point and shoots, that doesn't really mean you know how to operate a film camera or actually have an artistic vision behind the pictures you're taking you're just using it because you know it'll give you maybe a light flare in your picture that's like one thing that i can for sure speak to samantha had got a really nice camera from one of her clients and i was trying to take pictures of some stuff um for mast on her camera and i was it there's i can't i'm not good like the amount of settings and stuff like that you have to dude it's insane like i there's no way i can so kind of like even put that into perspective of if you're a good photographer, you can at least adjust the setting. And I don't even know. I, I literally have no context as to even what settings I was trying to adjust. I just knew the picture I was taking. Like, this is garbage. I cannot do that. So for the people who can actually take a really good picture on a digital camera. Manually. Yeah, like manually. Yeah. yeah. Like, cr- like well done to you, sir. Like, and and woman. Like, yeah. you have done it well. Because, yeah. my God. Like, it's a challenge for sure. Um, Outside of even taking pictures and editing pictures there's also like lighting your pictures yeah and there's so much that goes into that and i feel like most people that are quote unquote 
photographers right don't know anything about that yeah which means you're just using your iphone and that's the equivalent of using like a nicer camera just on automatic yeah and i think like i get people have to have a starting point however if you're just using social media as your validation that's what frustrates me the most because because anyone can do it yeah anyone can do it all do it and like i and i guess there's i don't i just want to see progression (laughs) if you post like some picture that is just booty and it doesn't make any sense at all and then five months later you post another picture like you can go back scroll back down be like oh wow you've actually improved i love that dude give me some growth i want to see you just kill it if you're a photographer and you're trying to be a photographer get better yeah don't just post the same pictures and wait for likes like the likes that you get on your pictures should not just be representative of how much you've improved like you should actually see improvement with something like photography too where it's like so clear where you've like i've actually improved because you can actually see yeah a difference right and go ahead or do you want to go go ahead your show okay it's my show um (laughs) it's my show you're right if i take a picture on my nicer camera and then I like want to post it on Instagram. I'm intentional about either putting work into editing it. Yeah. So that it's like obvious that this is something I worked hard on and I am proud of, or I don't edit it at all. I don't put, I don't even put an Instagram filter on it because I don't want people to think I'm trying to be like artistic. I make it, I try to do a clear distinction between like, this is me trying and this is me not trying. Like the picture of Anthony when he dropped his fries when we were in San Francisco oh, yeah. last time. Tragic. I didn't put anything on that. That's no, just those the look camera. cool though. I like that. And yeah. like I it there's there ha, there's probably some something to the fact that you didn't do anything to him that was like those are cool. Maybe. Well, honestly, like yeah, also, because like yeah. you look at those pictures and it doesn't look like you tried. I think it's like one of those things. Um Ben um Swoop? What? Stoops. Stoops. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Ben Stoops. When I was an intern, he made this example, and I don't even know what it was about now, but I'm like, take it, I use it all the time. He's like, you know when someone's not cool, when you can look at them and tell that they're trying to be cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing That's with photography, anything, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you didn't do anything to those pictures, but it didn't look like you were like, oh, wait, 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 wait Anthony, look, bend down just a little bit more. And maybe you did, who knows? Drop your fries but one the more fact time. There was no staging. But that yeah, was like, just all pure... <laughs> rage and emotion that was coming and out i think that's me. where all these good pic- like if you look back historically right like all these great pictures come from natural kind of moments so yeah. and that's dude watch i've we've brought it up before watch america's next top models if you're gonna model in your pictures Brandon oh, loves my, dude, america's no top i'm model. serious bro if you model in your pictures you cannot just take six pictures and call it good you have to work that yeah picture like crazy right so like if you're not already getting these natural amazing pictures and you're actually modeling in your pictures don't you better know what you're doing otherwise you look like a person that's trying i'd like to tell a lot of people that one (laughs) can you say that one again for the people in the the people people in the back if you're going to be a model in your pictures don't just assume because you look a certain way you're a model you actually have to try to model and understand Mm -hmm. what's happening inside of your picture Mm -hmm. watch one or two episodes of America's Next Top Models are really get a better idea that just because you look a certain direction or whatever doesn't mean it's going to be a good picture. There's a lot more that goes into it. And I'm not even a model. Yeah, I'm not even you could be. You could be. I probably could be. To some of these people, I probably could model better. <laughs> you probably are to some of these people. I love that. I'm just saying. I'd love to take that some picture pictures. with your hair down? Yeah, Woo. you should. Um, so I want to... And this maybe we're just venting at this point, yeah. or maybe not. Vent maybe because you could talk. Maybe maybe you could disagree with me, which I'm open for a, a good conversation. I don't think that a Polaroid picture is a good picture. 
No, I, I agree. No, okay. I think yeah. it's just a. It's a just a cool picture, right? Just like, yeah, and also the experience. Like you can give it to like someone. Okay, like, hey, share Here's this with me. Think, Put it in your phone case. You Here's can what bugs me. I'm like, gonna take you one step further. Okay, people take a Polaroid picture, and then they take out their phone, uh, and they take yeah. a picture uh, of that Polaroid picture, uh, and that's art. And that you don't like that? No, no. That just disembodies the experience that was created by the Polaroid. Yeah. It just made it for other people okay. as opposed to who I was think in the picture. I have done that, though. I'd love to look through your Instagram and find out. You could. I think because <laughs> I know Samantha and I have taken some really cool Polaroid pictures, not knowing, not realizing, not not realizing, excuse me, without, I don't think any, I don't think Samantha and I both were like, this is like a really good picture. Yeah. Though we have looked good in some pictures. I'll tell you some Polaroids. Yeah. However, um, I will say, oh yeah, there we go. So there's one. It's us hard styling, but she's got that on hand. So I think anyone who takes a Polaroid picture without, with the, the mindset of like, this is just cool to have on hand. I think that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the use of the Polaroid. Yeah. You're not going to get a, like a great Polaroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when, you, in regards to your comment, Caleb, about then taking your phone out and taking a picture of it, like I, I would agree, and I think this is a separate argument that could probably be a different rabbit hole. Like, I think to then take a picture of it to act like, oh, this is something more than it is, rather than just say you want to extend that experience to people who follow you and be like, hey, this is just like a really awesome, say you and Sam went on a date and you took a Polaroid picture yeah. and you're like, just had a lovely day or something with my wife. Like, that's that's fine. You're not trying to make it out more than okay, what yeah, it is. For sure. You're just sharing. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to being like, I'm going to lay sh- out these yeah. Polaroid pictures and just take a picture with it on my phone and then post it. Maybe it comes down to the caption. If you I take, suppose that's what it might be, dude. If you dude, take yeah. a picture of a Polaroid and put something cheesy like, friends are worth living for. Yeah, like, that's too much. On. That's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree because I think that's the right point because kind of what just Samantha alluded to, it's more of like an ex- you're like a sheer, you are sharing the experience and it's kind of that style of um, stylistic in that yeah. you're like you got, you have this Polaroid, right? But I think like if you post a Polaroid picture with like, I think your caption might make or break you. Yeah. That might be what that might thin, be what does line. it. Oh, yeah. can I get on this thing for a second? Okay. Go for it. I love I love it when people post a picture and then the caption has nothing mm. to do with it. Do that you picture. think this is why we lose viewers? Because like people who listen to this are like they know it's them. You know what I mean? I hope so. We're just weeding out. Oh, weeding out the clean in the garden, <laughs> mowing the grass today. I don't think we lose no, viewers. I think we're leaders. steady. I think we're consistent. No, <laughs> we, we have to lose them. Consistent. We're very consistent. Um, yeah, and to kind of like tie it all back in to what we we're originally talking about. Um, don't buy vinyls. Don't buy vinyls. <laughs> don't no buy like, vinyls off Amazon. And it's kind of the photography point, but like, just let it be a hobby. Yeah. For the people I, in the back, let well, it so just let it be a hobby. I will counter that slightly. I will say let it be a hobby unless you're actually trying to make it. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, right? of course. But like I think especially with Instagram and social media, it's so easy to c- get caught up in this like entrepreneurial mindset like I'm yeah. on Instagram, I need to use this platform. There was air quotes there. This platform and just create things and yeah. let people see this life I'm living and inspire people. But like if you just want to take 
pictures and you've got a nice little DSLR camera and you just want to have fun Take and learn, some pictures. Go for it. But don't like try, unless you fall in love with it and you're like, this may be something I want to really pursue. Yeah. Like there's no need because that's just extra weight and challenge you're creating for yourself. Guys like um, Chris Elm and uh, Classic City Media. Yeah. Friends of the show. What's their podcast called? I forgot what it it's, was. It's uh, the Atlas Project. The, yeah, Atlas the Atlas Project. Project. Check um, it out. Those guys are the like... God, yeah, they came out. They their, actually their, have a career. They came out with their trailer for their podcast, and like, oh, oh, they beat us. Oh, they beat us, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you see the one with Lindsay Elm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to like. We can't. I and we're not competing because we're not even in the no, same yeah. arena, obviously. But I'm just like, yeah, you we'll guys take them down. crush it every episode. So yeah, Atlas. Uh, what is Project. it? Atlas, Atlas Project. Project. Yeah, go out. check them out because they're amazing. Films. Classic city films. And yeah, um, but like they're they're the examples of you know, good examples of people who are actually making a career out of quote their hobby, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think for me, my, my big thing with all of photography is if you're, if you're if it's just a hobby, that's cool. Like yeah, that should also be reflective wrong. of like the way that you're doing things with your social media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you are wanting to make it a career, I'm not saying you can't make it a career. Oh, no. I'm just saying grow in it. Like actually you know, learn different things in it and, yeah. you know, be progressive with how you're doing it. Cause if you're just like banking on the, the likes you get on a picture, boy, oh boy, yeah. you're in trouble. And that stuff can be easy to fake. And Caleb and I had a conversation very similar to this. We were kind of talking about art, um, and like the idea of creating and that type of thing. Um, and I think it's this idea of merit that people often forget. Like, what is the artistic merit of what you are quote unquote creating? And so with something like photography, since we're on this, like the guys at classic city, like they worked, like they actually didn't have to try to fake working, like which can be so easy to do through Instagram. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm making progress. But like they, you don't, if you're working, you shouldn't have to try to prove that you should just do it to the point where you're then walking in what you say you do for sure. And I think too, even like, the fact that the expression like being a broke artist quote a broke artist is mm-hmm. an expression also goes to show like dude i don't what i don't know if this is ne- i don't know if this is true or not but like if it's not this guy in particular there's so many examples um but like paul uh picasso when mm-hmm. was he i don't think he was rich and famous when he was an artist no, right it, all his fame were. came after uh, he died yeah and that was most of the people pablo from escobar period. pablo escobar yeah, <laughs> yeah. but all like, the like that kind of thing it just kind of goes to show like homeboy was not in it for the glory yeah he was just an artist oh, and that's what no, he no, did no, no. and so i think that's kind of the challenge i think a lot of people have nowadays where you almost can't showcase your hobby without expecting some glory in return dude mm-hmm. i had so many like real moments that when I was trying to do woodworking stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because like I had all these people liking stuff on when I was doing woodworking things, I had so many people like things on Instagram and like, okay, let me just voice this now. Cause there's no, I don't have anything to sell. So there's no weirdness here. But if you, if, if anyone posts anything and like, Hey, I'm selling this and you say in response, Oh my God, I want it. <laughs> but you don't actually want it. <laughs> don't say it. Yeah. Like that's not that's not what this is here what for, right? So so Dude, oh my Ooh, gosh. I want that. The amount <laughs> that's what Brad said. Oh my gosh. I love this. How much? I'm like, hey, don't make fun of Brad. Dude, it's it's insane. So, anyways, but there's like so many times where I'd post stuff on Instagram with mm-hmm. like my woodworking and everyone just eat it up with a spoon. Yeah. But then the it's second good. dude, the second I stuff. I have like a little pop-up at Eco Chic and I post about it and all this other stuff. 
not a dude i didn't sell i sold one cutting board that was like for 40 bucks or something like that and i had enough to sell like a thousand like 1200 bucks worth of things right and before that though everyone was like eating it up with a spoon and everyone loved it and they were like oh i want this this is amazing this is great but it was also really dude it was healthy it was a super healthy thing for me to actually get out there and put myself out there to realize like in a position where okay like you want the stuff here it is you come and sell it and now realize okay like either i'm and no matter what no matter what how i look at it i'm like if i'm not good at what i'm doing to where people don't want to buy this i need to get better Mm -hmm. and if i'm not going to get better i shouldn't be doing this anymore kind of thing and so that kind of reality comes into play where we're in this weird social media age where if you want to be professional photographer put your money where your mouth is and like do actually do it yeah which is why okay going kind of full circle here we're going back to what you've done tons of latte art competitions in your short career as a barista now and my hat's off to you like crazy because i've never done that because i don't have confidence in my latte art and i'm like i don't want to go out there and make myself look you're like cool, far but you put better yourself, than me dude nonetheless man you put yourself on the line all the time because you're like actually committed to it and you put your money where your mouth is that type of thing and it's not just your Instagram, it's not just like this social media kind of fame that you're looking for, um, like Vex Coffee. You're like committed to it and you're actually growing your company through doing things, yeah. actually doing things. And so my my plea to anyone out there, any photographer, any any sort of like- Quote unquote creative. Co- yeah, exactly. Any creator, Artist. anyone like that, do something to it and actually put yourself out there. And if you get something, if you get no's in return- you should be like, let's go Gary V on it. If you get no's in return, feed off of that because that should be, if you're going to continue, yeah, if you're going to, if your nose are, if the nose you get in return are your motivation to work harder, you're in the right industry. You're doing the right thing. For me, I knew that woodworking was not the right thing for me because after I got a thousand, twenty thousand two hundred dollars worth of nose in my face, I was like, I'm done. Like, screw that. That's not worth it, which was great. Perfect. Now I can move on to something that I need to do. Like I'm actually gonna be able to succeed at. Right. Mm -hmm. So, that's my plea. If you're a creator, create. And if you if knows are your motivation, you win. If not, move on. Find something better. <laughs> like, let me let me add end this on a happy note. Was <laughs> that not? We got a little. Did we not lift the nose up? A little really? negative. All right, but so in a good way. Sometimes you gotta get negative. You gotta you daddy know? up sometimes. You gotta sometimes. daddy up. That's all. And it was. We have been called to do that. Yeah. That's our that's our call. Um, the same. Okay, we have this amazing technology on our phone which you see a lot of people use in a negative way of I'm artistic because iPhones take good pictures. Right. But with that being said, if 10 years ago, if you wanted to make a movie, you had to have professional equipment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now if you want to make a movie, you can freaking do that on your iPhone. Yeah. And go for it. Do it. So if you have, if there's something you want to make, you have everything you need. Yeah. There's really no excuse. Which is the good part of it. Yeah. But also that comes along with a lot of uh, phoniness, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like a, a settlement to like, this looks like I'm doing it yeah. and I can just ride and coast on this because it doesn't take any more effort to me actually becoming yeah. more yeah. Yeah, actually true. growing. And I think that's kind of the trap that social media kind of presents to people. Yeah. So are you going to rise above that, that ease to just settle into that mediocrity or are you going to actually try and like do something better yeah. and like be original and yeah. be yourself? Like that's why I love creators like Casey Neistat and stuff. People who actually just encourage you to like, just do it. Like yeah. don't, 
don't don't wait don't and that was what was fun about having jess flower on the show yeah, too yeah, was like dude, that he was, was an amazing episode yeah it was so cool yeah because he's like the same kind of thing of like even just everything like what got you encouraged to do it he's like i just did it i'm like what what keeps you from doing writer's block you just write I'm like oh yeah dude when okay. he was talking about that i was like oh my gosh like writer's block so isn't true. real yeah <laughs> like what like how you just like that's a mental thing so like just sometimes you don't want to go to work but you go anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's like, wow. yeah same kind of thing applies God there. bless just flower yeah. just keep great the man. daddy boy yeah, if That's you're gonna, you boy. don't don't settle in mediocrity. If you're passionate about what you're doing, be passionate about it and push to do more. Yeah, and obviously, you know, there's gonna be days where it's harder to get out of bed in the morning to do whatever you're gonna do. And I mean, really, like, what's your goal? Set a goal and try to aim for it. And mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna yeah. hit the roadblocks, but yeah. they're just roadblocks that you can get over. Yeah, and if your goal is just to get likes, like that's. That's then yeah, I goal. guess yeah. Like if that's what your goal is, then sure, I mean, go for it, yeah. kill it. But if yeah, I think like if you want to be a professional photographer, if you want to be a model, if you want to be some sort of creator, if you want to make a podcast, if you want to do, you want to own a business, you want to own a business, you want to do all this stuff. It's go back to episode thirty six. I don't know what it was, but the grind. You yeah. got to grind. Like I think that's what separates the the real people from the fake people, right? Yeah. It's like how much are you actually grinding to yeah. to get it done? Yeah, for sure. I don't Animal think we're going to have in a digital age. Yeah, we don't have time for minimalism. No, but it's a, there's a good documentary on it about Hulu. About or, Hulu. There's a good de- documentary on Hulu about, about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes more sense. Um, so go watch that. And that's our topic. Um, next time we have Anthony on the podcast, we'll, we'll dive, dive deep into that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have so much talk, so much to talk about, about minimalism. We're going to do it's a research. So It'll be the shortest episode you've ever <laughs> The shortest to. episode ever because it's minimalism. That's the joke. For those of you uh-huh. who don't get the joke. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Expressive Boys Podcast. Podcast about nothing where we talk about everything. I am your cute boy, Expressive Boy, Caleb Tegler. I am your bad boy, Expressive Boy, Brandon Thomas, Ivan Holly. I am your good boy, Expressive Boy, Anthony Onisco. Thank you for listening. Check out our patreon.com forward slash the Expressive Boys. And don't forget to look at our contest on Instagram. At the Expresso Boys. Uh, also, away two of the books that Brandon's dad wrote. A sticky situation. Sticky also, situation. go check out uh, Vex Coffee on Instagram. Yes. And Anthony Anisco on Instagram. I believe it's at Anthony Anisco. Yeah, that doesn't matter though. No, but that, you, you that can, matters you can check the most. Me out. At Anthony Anisco and at Vex Coffee. Yeah. Go check them out. out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We love you. We love you. We hate you. We You're hate the best. You.